Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Dominating the territory we've been told to occupy. Next on Times of Refreshing with Napoleon Kaufman. Just as God told Joshua to go in and take the land and occupy it, so too we have that same calling, to territorially dominate what we've been given. And that's in a spiritual sense. Welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 today and the territorial dominance that is supposed to be a part of our lives as believers in Christ. Dominating spiritually, using the gospel to take not just land, but souls. Here's Pastor Napoleon now with more. If he said that you can heal the sick, you can heal the sick. If he said you can cast out devils, you'll cast out devils. If he said that you'll lay hands on, if he said that you can prophesy, if he said, if he said it, he said it, it is done, it is finished. I don't care what pastor, what preacher wants to stand up and try to stop the move of God. Glory to God. I'm feeling this here. Because Jesus, he didn't deal lightly with these guys. He says, you're leaders. Now you have a responsibility to help these people come into their destiny. But you're being hypocritical. You're shutting up the kingdom of heaven and you're not entering it and you're stopping others from experiencing the blessings of God. You're traveling, you're going here, you're making, you're making disciples, but you're making them like you, you're not making them like me. They have your identity, but they don't have my identity. But Apostle Paul said that he labored and travailed in birth and in pain until Christ Jesus was formed in people. He wasn't trying to form himself in people. He wasn't trying to make a bunch of parents and imitators. He was trying to make people look like the Lord Jesus Christ. And for the true minister of the gospel of God, this is what we have to have. In my mind, I will not stop preaching the gospel until I see Christ Jesus formed in people. That's the goal. The goal isn't just to get people to join this church. I thank you that you joined the church, but now it's time to get to work. Because at the end of the day, I want you to look like Jesus. Amen? Oh, this is what we want in the house of God. And this is what these individuals did. The next thing that we, this is what Jesus was demanding from them, is leadership. And this is how we're going to see the enemy displaced. Truth, powerful prayer, praise and worship, and strong leadership. Number four, go to Acts chapter 12. Now, I already touched on this, but I want to come back to it again. Acts chapter 12, we're going to look at verses 1. To five. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of the unleavened bread. 
So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to the four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Verse 5. But Peter, therefore, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the what? By the church. But constant prayer was offered for him by the church. And ultimately, their prayers helped to deliver Peter out of this situation. But if we're going to have a strong influence in an area and see principalities displaced, territory taken for God, we have to have a strong prayer base. A church that is filled with prayer and realizes and understands the, the importance of their prayer. I was talking to a pastor, a friend of mine, on, uh, on yesterday, and he was, he was telling me that the church that he used to attend, that they had a new membership seminar. After the people uh, got out of the new membership, they went into a class. In this class, he would teach the class, and he would teach them on, on uh, he would give them different ho- uh, homework assignments. One of the homework assignments, there were 20 people in this class, one of the homework assignments was to pray for three minutes a day. Which is a shame. But anyway, the, the, the assignment was to p- pray for three minutes. Three. One, two, three. That's it. He gave the people the homework assignment. He came back weeks later. So, okay, now talk to us about your homework assignment. How many of you were able to pray for three, t- free, uh, for three minutes a day? How many of you prayed for three minutes a day? He said, two people raised their hands. Two, it's a shame. Two people. 18 people. Well, I was going here, and I had my business, and I, I was tired, and, and then my kids were acting up, and I, I just feel it. I didn't feel like it. I was watching Oprah, and I, I couldn't take it. I, I we went to the movies, and we were going fishing, and we were going out skiing, and we were, we were on a trip, and we were in Hawaii, and we were in Bermuda, and we were going, and we were doing, I was, I, 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 just be quiet. And so when he told me this, it, it, just, it just blew me away. But this is, this is what's happening in the world. We want God to bless us. We want God to displace principalities. We want God to take territories, um, location. He, we want God to do all these special things for us and, and not realize that there is a price to pay. And that price is I have to be willing to invest through prayer. And these people, they saw one of their brothers in a situation and they got to work. But in my mind, I believe they had always been prayer, been, been prayer warriors. They started off their movement through prayer. They were praising and praying to God and the power of God. Hit. When, they, when they started their work, their work started through prayer. And I believe this is what's going to have to happen, is that we have to have strong prayer bases. When people come together to pray... In their personal lives when they pray, but when people come together to pray, that it is a business meeting. We're doing business with God. When I get up in the morning to pray, I'm going to do business with God. Here I am, God. I need to talk to you this morning because I don't know what's on my agenda, what you got on my agenda this morning. What am I going to encounter? What's going on? I want to let you know I'm just thankful that you woke me up this morning. I just want to worship you right now, and I want to pray. I want to commune with you. I want to talk with you because, God, I need you for the rest of my day. Amen? I need you for the rest of my life. 
And so what we have to learn to do is establish within, within regions strong prayer bases. And hopefully every church has a strong prayer support and a strong prayer base. And what this does is it, it creates something in the atmosphere and it, and it releases the power of God. And it push back, pushes back darkness. The devil does not want you to pray. He doesn't like you praying. He's going to try to distract you when you're praying. He's going to try to shoot thoughts in your mind when you're praying. He's going to try to get you thinking about carnal stuff when you're praying. He's going to do everything he can do to try to stop you from praying because he knows that prayer moves God. Three minutes a day. But we'll watch television for two hours. Straight. And then come out, Woo, that was a great program. But it's a shame. But I want to I say this in this church. I thank God that well, we don't have that problem around here. Amen? Yeah. And we're going to continue. But to the, the thing that we want to do is teach this, preach this, so that people develop an appetite for God. Yeah. That when they leave the house, they're still praying. Yeah. When they're grocery shopping, they're still praying. That they're always available for God. He said, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Let your request be made known unto God. He said, everywhere you go, everything you're doing, let prayer. Oh, hallelujah. And so this is what we want to do. This is number four. Number, number four. And the last thing is found in Acts chapter four, verse, verse 13. This is it. Strong prayer base. When people come to the church, that's why I thank God, 6.30 in the morning, people are here praying, ready to go. Ready to praise, ready to worship, ready to pray, pray to God. People are going home praying. Praying every day. They get, my lifestyle is a lifestyle of prayer. That it becomes a lifestyle of prayer. Everything I do is through prayer. This is what we want. And it pushes back darkness. It creates a culture and an atmosphere. It becomes contagious. Look at this here. This is the last one. Acts chapter 4, verse 13 to 22. Peter and John have just been arrested. The lame man has been healed. In chapter 3, in chapter 4, the Sadducees, Pharisees, the religious of the day, they didn't like it. It was ruffling some feathers. And uh, they confronted Peter and John, and we pick it up here in verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could not say anything against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do with these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has done, been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further among the people, and this is what the devil does. He doesn't want what you're doing. He doesn't want what we're doing here. He doesn't want it to get out these four walls. He doesn't want it to spread. And that's, see, when the word of God goes forth, truth goes forth, praise and worship, leadership is established, prayer is going forth, it spreads, it starts to permeate. The atmosphere in the city, and you can be in a grocery store somewhere, and you're just talking to somebody, and all of a sudden it'll come up. Man, did you hear what's going on over at the well over there? Man, I heard they're praying over there. Man, did you hear? No, I hadn't heard about it, but oh man, let me tell you. And so what happens, it starts to spread. And then demons try to make up lies. Well, I heard they're praying with some snakes over there, though. 
That's how the religious spirit, they're, they're, you know, they're, no, but I heard that they're, they're, they're casting demons out of people. You better watch it over there. It's spooky over there. That's the that's religious spirit. Next time somebody says that to you, then you say, you religious spirit, I bind you. God knows what we're doing. Ain't nothing foolishness, foolish going. It's just Bible. Amen. We return into the Bible. Verse 17. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them. That from now on they speak to no man in this name. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But listen to their response. And this is what I wanted here. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge. For we cannot speak the things which, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. And so if we're going to see territories dominated by the kingdom of God and the spirit of God and through the churches that have been raised up, we're also going to have to have courageous, courageous saints. Saints that are full of courage. Saints that have purpose in their mind that I may receive backlash, I may receive people saying things that, they, that, that, that is not, but hey, listen, that is not true about me. But the bottom line is I can only speak of those things which I have seen and I have heard. And I am willing to be courageous in my walk with God and to be faithful until the very end. And these men are up against it. They are being threatened. They are being told that they're, what they're doing is wrong. But in the midst of all this, they were willing to stand flat-footed before God in the sight of God and say, God, you are the ultimate judge. And I am going to do what you're asking me to do. And I cannot speak of those things. Only that I've, I've, I can only speak of the things that I've, only, uh, that I've heard and I've seen from God. They were willing to do this. They were willing to be courageous. And as they got out of this situation, if you keep reading this chapter down, they went down and went back to the church and asked God to release more boldness over their lives. And they said to themselves, I will not be intimidated or threatened. And this is one of the things that the devil will always try to do to believers. Especially people who are saying, God, I want the move of God. I want more of who you are. He will try to bring people into our lives or situations in our lives that pose a threat. He'll try to threaten us in some way to stop what we're doing. And he will use manipulation. He'll use domination. He'll use control. He'll have people come to us and say, why are you always at that church? You know you need to stop. Uh, you need, we need to do something. You, we, and, we, and, and the devil will always try to stop a person from going forward. God is drawing them to the secret place. And the person comes and, and, and brings a threat, if you will. Well, I don't understand why you're doing it. You know, things are going to have to change around here because you just really love God. You know. How come you don't want to go to the club with me no more? You know we used to go to the club. Yeah, but I got saved. I gave my life to God. You know, I'm trying to walk with God now. Well, you know what? Well, I want somebody to go to the club with me. Well, then you're going to have to find somebody to go to the club with you, and it's not going to be me. I'm not going to hell for nobody. 
But it's a threat. It's a threat. And the threat is, stop what you're doing. Stop going forward. Stop doing what you're doing. Stop it. Stop it. And it's the devil saying, stop. Don't do this. You're going to have an influence. You're going to displace me in this person's life. You're gonna, and you're going to cause God to come in and move. And this is what they do. Why don't you stop preaching on the Raiders, Napoleon? You're preaching too much, as the coaches would say. You need to stop talking about Jesus. No, I'm not going to stop talking about Jesus because these guys keep talking about how many women they slept with. I'm not going to stop talking about Jesus in this place. Get some of these brothers saved around here. Ha! Oh, don't get me started. Why don't you stop it? You better cut it out. You better cut it out. No, I'm not going to cut it out. I'm not leaving Jesus in the parking lot, man. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm saved, man. I'm saved. I'm going to talk about being saved, and I'm going to live my life as a saved man. Hey, I'm not saying that we go off and act crazy and act stupid or anything like that, but I am saying that, hey, listen, don't tell me that I can't live saved up in here. And so it takes courage because the enemy is going to try to use people, places, things to try to stop us. Well, if you don't do, if you don't stop doing that, then I'm going to cause you to get into a car accident. I'm going to get you. The devil will try to threaten you. I'm going to, I'm going to, you better, you better stop it. You better stop it. Is God, God? If God is God, nothing's going to happen to me as long as God is God. And if it does happen, then he must have. But it's not just going to go down. Whew, don't get me. I feel this right now. I feel, I feel some people looking at their situation and saying, yeah, it's not going down like that. Hey, Amen. It's not going down like that. I have God on my side. I want to stir some stuff in the atmosphere. I want to let the devil know that, hey, listen, we're not coming here to be ran over. We're here coming here to take some ground. We're going to put our stake in the ground right here. And we're saying, God, I want, I want it all. God, I want, I want territory for God. Hallelujah. But the devil will try to threaten you out of your blessing. Threaten you out of your situation. You better stop. You better be quiet. You better, you better, you better do something. You better cut it out. And the devil tried to threaten these men of God through the religious. I heard y'all over there casting the devil out of people, Napoleon. I need to have a meeting with you. You think we can go to lunch and we can talk about this? Well, let's go to lunch, but nothing's going to change. Because the devil always try to send religious people to try to tell you because this is who these people, they, they, they worship God. They had services. They were dressed in their phylacteries. They had all this stuff going on. But these people had made their own system and had forsook the, 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 the will of God. And so the enemy will always try to use people to tell you that you're doing something wrong because you're trying to go after God. Just to keep you suppressed. Don't do it. Don't get so on fire. You know, don't get so on fire. Don't get so on fire. You know, don't get so excited about Jesus. Just, just, just keep it to yourself. You know, don't be rude. You know, don't, don't, don't be rude. Just, you know, don't lift your hands during the service. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't want, we don't want to, we don't want anybody to get offended. We don't want to say thank you, Jesus. We don't want to, you know, hey, you know, if you're going to, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. I told you I want to stir some stuff up this morning. I, I just want to release it. I want to get it stirred up. I want, I want people to know that, you know what, this isn't, how, this isn't how God wants us to do this. We need courageous saints. Courageous saints. I'm not saying being obnoxious and out of order. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, I'm talking about really going after God and having courage to stand up when people try to tell you that you need to stop going after God. Courageous saints push back darkness. Let me say this to you. Sometimes in situations 
when you do stand for God and you are taking courage, initially it looks like, it can look like a defeat. It, it can look like you lost. It can look like you blew it. It can look like, you know what, I failed. Jesus' victory looked like a defeat. Peter, Peter's imprisonment looked like a defeat. James's death, we found him, it, it looked like a defeat. Stephen being stoned to death looked like a defeat. But what he didn't know was there was a person right there by the name of Saul, later named Paul, who was watching the whole, the whole encounter there. And his heart was being processed by God, even though he didn't know it. And so that situation left a continual stain on his conscience that drove him to be willing to give his life for Jesus Christ when he received him into his life. He never forgot that he had stoned Christians, left them for dead. So when it, when it came his turn to go the extra mile for God, he was willing to go. Initially, it looked like Stephen's death was a defeat. But God said, Stephen, you've done your part. You've sowed a seed into this man's life. And I'm going to use him to write 13, some say 14 books in, a, in this little compilation of books called the Bible. And so Stephen, your death, you're going to be rewarded for your faithfulness through what Paul was going to do in his life. You died that he might live. Oh, come on, you better have some. And he is going to be used mightily for my glory. And so initially, sometimes when we take courage, and it may look like a defeat when they kick you out of the business meeting. When that spouse that doesn't want to be saved, when he walks out the door and says, I want to go and do my own thing. Or when that woman says, you know what, I don't care about you. I, you, you read your Bible too much. I want to go to the club. And they take off and leave. And they do with it. And initially, it looks like a big defeat. <laughs> but take courage. But take courage. Because in the midst of this, in the midst of you making a stand for God, God will turn around and stand for you. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. God will turn around and stand for you. It wasn't until, G, until Stephen was on his death and he lifted up his voice and he said, into your spirit, I, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Father, forgive him. Jesus got up from the mercy seat and said, hey, 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 hey. The Bible says Jesus got up as high priest. He, he got up and said, what's going on down there? Whew, Stephen was willing to stand for Jesus, so Jesus was willing to stand for him. Come on now. Listen, saints. This is serious business. Church is serious business. People's lives are at stake. People need us to tell them the truth. They need us to have a lifestyle of powerful prayer, praise, and worship. They need leadership that is going to stand firm and not just talk about things but live them out. 
And hey, listen, I'm not saying any leader in this, in this church is perfect, including myself. But I can guarantee you we're going to give God our very best. We're going to give God an honest effort. We need a strong prayer base because prayer base keeps the enemy off us and it pushes back darkness and it gives room and opportunity for God to respond. And we need saints that are going to be very courageous. Midst of us being courageous, there may be times when it looks like this is a failure. I have failed. I have failed in the marriage. I have failed in my job. I have failed raising my kids. I, sometimes you're raising kids and the kids, you're trying to lead them in the way that they should go and preach righteousness and holiness and tell them about what's going on. And then these kids may turn around and go off into the world and do some crazy and foolish things. And you may think that, man, I must have failed as a parent. But let me tell you, you got the seed in them. They're already hooked. So go out there and try to have a good life without God. You'll be back. When the world beats you down a little bit, you come right back up in here and say, oh, man, I'm back. <laughs> As a parent, you stop, stop thinking you're a failure. You got it in them. Take courage. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. <laughs>